what we're doing. That's what we're doing here on The Score. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde with you. Chicago Sports Radio 670. The Score broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. And we do this, what are you doing, Wegner? As we just sort of look around, it's sort of sports, culture, the Venn diagram. And this particular item I'm starting with is the features the Venn diagram of my co-host Mark Rohde and his podcast, let me put a list together, which often rates movies. Yeah. And <clears throat> our producer, Dujour, Rick Camp of the I'm Fat podcast. If I said to either one of you a restaurant named Movies, M-O-O-B-Y apostrophe S, would that ring a bell? No. Well, it's what the restaurant it Movies, M-O-O-B-Y-S. It features cow tipper burgers, chicken sandwiches with a name that I could not say on radio without getting fired or having the station's license yanked. It consider it, it includes hater tots, H-A-T-E-R-T-O-T-Z, and onion rings to rule them all. It is from the Jay and Silent Bob movies. It's the restaurant. Ah. And not only is it from those movies, it will be in Chicago later this month. According to Time Out Chicago, the, nice. there will be a movies pop-up. The outpost will be carry-out only because of the times we live in, and you'll get a timed reservation system to get, to, to get your food. But it will, the interior of the restaurant will contain a variety of tributes to Smith's, Kevin Smith's catalog. He was, of course, Silent Bob. Jason, Jason Muse was Jay. So you'll see the, the, the decorate. They've done this in L.A. and New York, or Jersey and L.A. And also in, in November, both Jay and Silent Bob will be here for a live taping of their Jay and Silent Bob Get Old podcast at the McHenry Outdoor Theater. That will be on November 1st. So you can get all of their their stuff, their merch, and whatever. And and this is the the movies kind of the the, the movies pop up and they will be serving food there. So I would ask you guys of the Kevin Smith genre and of the Kevin Smith oeuvre, and this would be a good list because I would have a debate. Putting together a list, Mark Rohde, of Kevin Smith movies, what is number one for you? Mm. I probably, I'm going to go classic Clerks. I go Clerks. Clerks. Rick? Yeah, I don't think I you have. To, I don't think you have to overthink this one. It's Clerks. All right, I'm a dogma right? guy. Yeah, dogma, dogma guy followed by okay. ball rats. Because I, I and part of it is so much. You talk about Matt Nagy. We talk about Matt Nagy being in the details. The details of mall rats were such that the names of the stores were just spectacular. You know, time for cookies, buy me toys. Gerbils, gerbils, gerbils. <laughs> yeah. Those that that part of the details were were wonderful. You keep looking, you keep looking, and you and you get paid off. You you get repaid for paying attention. 
and and I think that's that's what makes mall rats so valuable to me. But dogma was just a brilliant, smart thing, and I cannot get over Alanis Morissette as God, not saying a thing, and Alan Rickman yes. as her, as the spokesman for God with that attitude. I just think it's brilliant. I think it's I think it's absolutely dogma. No, it's a really good movie. It's really good, and and if I. Maybe if I'd seen those more, like I, I would put Mallrats number two, by the way, behind okay. Clerks. But maybe if I had seen those movies more recently, I I would have thought a little bit more in depth. But yeah, I mean, I, you can't go wrong with Clerks, obviously, and I think that would probably top a lot of lists. But those are terrific movies too. And I, my favorite, I mean, it, it just goes my my duo of dummies is just something that I've always cherished in life, like the Beavis and Buttheads of the world and Bill uh-huh. and Ted. And so Jay and Silent Bob are just, to me, precious, um, especially back then when they were a little bit more pure and they didn't have their own, like Jay and Silent Bob strike back and like where they were actually featured in the movies. I didn't appreciate that as much as I did when they were just side characters. Right, right. And they had their own little storyline going. So as long as we're talking about this and movies, um, Rick Camp of the I'm Fat podcast have you, because of the names of the food, the cow tipper burgers and hater tots, and I know on the I'm Fat podcast, you have the Onion Ring Hall of Fame that you induct worthwhile foods and foodies. Have you, are there instances where you and or Jay, and Jay is not so silent in this experience, gone to places where you ordered no, something? No, sir. It, have you ordered something simply based on the name, like, I got to have that because of the name, no matter what the food was? Uh, Grody kind of mentioned it before. Before Culver's was up here all the time. Yeah. When it first, like, got here, and I saw Butter Burger together, I was like, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> yes, these are two things that I like. Yes. Thus, I shall order the things that I like. That are combined Great. into one thing. Uh huh. Okay. All right. I, I I buy that. Where it's has like this I, been? Yes. Where, where has butter and burger been? Oh, it's so natural. All right. right. Okay. Butter and right. anything. You could do the butter chicken. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. All right. So, I have mentioned this before. There is a. This was tweeted out by a writer editor, Natalia Antonova. And Lawrence, Lawrence Holmes, pay attention here. It's on official University of Alabama stationery. It is a scotch tape sign in an elevator. And it is right next to the buttons, apparently a, looks like a six-floor building. And the sign says, do not click buttons with genitalia. Cameras are watching. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what's the point? Wow. Oh, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tell us why that sign is necessary, Steve. I, There's got to I, be more to that. I, I, I'm just reading the tweet and describing the sign as best I can in a minimalist way. I'll let everyone make their own jokes in their head about whatever it is you want, but I just thought that you, you're on a college campus with a pandemic raging and you've decided you found another way 
to get to the floor you wanted to get to without using your fingers to press the correct <laughs> the button for the correct floor. Apparently the pandemic's not the only thing raging. <laughs> there you go, and it's a college <laughs> campus. So there is a a a book um, due out um, I don't maybe out this mine. It was October was the, the target day called Iowa City Police Log. And it is a curated, it's a coffee table book. It's curated from actual entries of police complaints called into the Iowa City Police Department. Now, this used to be like if you were reading, if you read a small town newspaper and you read just the police log, there was always a place for that. You could, you could make a bid out of it. And there were several, several things that, that happened that you could, you could do that. And in fact, Second City used to just read Tribune Tribune Corrections that always ended with the Tribune regrets the error. But they would read the correct <laughs> did it on stage. So these are some of the Iowa City police log. Dog running in slow motion in the area, brown, black, medium sized dog. That's somebody called the Iowa City Police Department to report that. Another call, wow. another log entry. Caller upset about a train somewhere in Iowa City honking its horn. <laughs> I, I don't know. Subject in the shower out of control. This is another entry that I'm really sorry that Studs isn't here. Weird looking raccoon out during the day, mm. northwest corner. These are in the Iowa. <laughs> city police log and somebody one of the do items, something about the weird looking raccoon yes in the north yeah another one is someone screaming somewhere well sure now this one is much more interesting i would have liked to get um our trash pandas thoughts on this raccoon fell through ceiling reporting person stuck in her bedroom Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, if I, like a raccoon comes through the ceiling, you don't want to leave the bedroom, right? No, and the police need to know about there and know about that right. when they get there. Uh -huh. I got this raccoon. Get him out of here. This was an actual entry. Three loads of laundry was stolen. No longer sure. Caller is no longer sure when it happened. He left it in the dryer for a couple days before going and getting it. <laughs> what did you wear? Okay. And this Ugh. this is perfect. This is this is the melding of, of Saturday Suckage and the Wake and Bake Club. A log entry wants to know if it's safe to drive after vaping. So <laughs> all of police. So there you go. That's it. Iowa City Police Log. Oh. I let, those are always wonderful things. I don't want to. So as part of what are you doing, Wagner? You had you had an email you wanted to share with the class. Well, and since then there has been a text that has come in. There is some criticism for one of the primary producers of this show, Adam Stadzinski, who was conveniently bolted and and has stuck Rick Camp with the job for the rest of the show. However, first of all. Yes, there's some criticism coming from Toby, one of our only callers, and I'll get to that in a second. But since then, since I mentioned that, 
Uh -huh. There is a text message here from the 773 from about 20 minutes ago when I mentioned that. It said, Trash Panda kept me off the show three weeks in a row, I think because my experience at gigging frogs posed a threat to his downstate hillbilly critter sensibilities or credibility. So there, there is that. I mean, it just started to make me wonder, you know, how many callers maybe we have had um, that we didn't get credit for um, as, you know, our producer is sabotaging us. Um, also, this now coming in from Toby, he said, Mark, Studs McKenzie, as he put it, uh, turn, <laughs> <laughs> okay. turn the phones off. Turn the phones off. And I was on hold, and this is a little shot at you too, I'm afraid, while Steve was talking about the guy no one heard of. Sorry he's dead. Also, comma, bears. Oh, is that Mac Davis? I'm sorry, everybody yeah, knows it was Mac, Mac Davis. Davis. Yeah. Who, Mac who Davis I thought was, was a college football coach. Yeah, and he was. Yes. He was a college football name, and he played a quarterback. He played Seth Maxwell. He talked like it. Yeah, that's right. He's oh, a very and important then there's one other... cinematic figure. I understand, Steve. I understand. You don't have to. Well, maybe you do have All right. to sell me. Well, Toby, um, yeah, one to. other one other email from Toby came in today as well. Um, well Toby's and... busy. Wow. Yeah, he's busy, man. And he's got he, uh, decent grammar and punctuation and everything. He says, so, comma, so. Uh, Bears Monday was on a Friday, and now it's Saturday. So is this Tuesday? Should I be at work? Actually, <laughs> have tons of paperwork, which gets me paid, but I will be listening. Email me and let me know what is a good time to call uh, maybe I'll see if I can make it happen. We can talk bears. And then here's the best part. Here's the best part of the whole thing. Do you have Adam's email? You can give him <laughs> mine, too. <laughs> Adam's going to get it. All He's right, then. Rick Camp, make sure that uh, Toby has uh, Adam's email, okay? Thank you. Yeah. And his sure. phone number and address. Right. Right. There you go. All right. Um, so... Much was little was made of this, and and October sixth passed without, and maybe we're all over it. I guess we should be, but that was the anniversary of Michael Jordan retiring for the first time. This last week, hmm? where were you? What were you doing? When he when he retired when you, yeah, Michael for the first time. Yes, that was during the White Sox. Yeah, ninety three, the White Sox playoff. Right. So Toronto. I was, I was, so this is 93, did you say? Yeah. Mm. I was in Bloomington, normal, Illinois um, at the time. And I was at a place called Rockies, which doesn't exist anymore. Did and it came up it on, obviously, on all the screens on, on ESPN. No, they didn't close it down. It was like, oh my Oh. You know, like when you're that age, like that's yeah. I'm in college, like everything is an occasion to drink more. So that's really what it at that point we're depression drinking and trying to figure it out. But it was just like, OK, well, we better get shots. We better, you know, take care of the situation. So that's where I was. I probably was in a good place. That was probably a good place for us to have all been to commiserate over that moment. Yeah, it would. And trying to get the real story. But. It um, the real story was a uh, 
it was quite a thing the way it 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 ran all over it was sort of like a um reminded me of a in later years when i saw harry potter it, the the stuff going through the the way it went through comiskey park like the death eaters like all yeah. of the, the rumors the vibes this that and the other thing yes. so that's what it reminded me of uh-oh. He found it. Wow, Rick, Rick Camp found it. You found our breaking caller news alert. I found Rick, what it are you, what are you bringing us? Adam Studzinski has called in to defend his <laughs> honor. <laughs> well, Trash Panda, what's up? Is... You're going to turn off the phones, Adam? You just, you're busy trying to figure out a way to sabotage the show? What are you doing? I... I caught the very end of this, and I think that some of this is not my fault because I've been leaving at noon for the last few weeks. So I want to see if this is either on me or if I was intentionally messing with Toby. So what did I miss? What, what, fill me in. Oh, oh okay. Say? Okay, let me... All right, let me let me fill you in here. I had just gotten up to... You just turned the phones off myself, is what he let me, said. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Somebody okay, who is... So, Somebody said you're frog gigging. Um, you didn't like his credibility with frog gigging. Yeah, so here, here's exactly the words. It was, it was Mark Studs McKenzie turned the phones off, and I was on hold while Steve was talking about the guy no one heard of. Sorry he's dead. <laughs> Bears. And then the other, the texter, a, a texter after I, we had teased it, said, Trash Panda kept me off the show Three weeks in a row, I think because my experience at gigging frogs posed a threat to his downstate <laughs> hillbilly credibility. So, credibility. That's hilarious. Well, defend when did yourself, you call? man. I need, I, need more, I need more information, Toby. When did you call? Because if it was afternoon, like literally after 12 p.m. Central Time, then I haven't been there for the last few weeks, and that would be on whoever has been there. Oh, so, so you're selling like, somebody else out then. I'm not selling anyone else out. I'm just saying that he can't blame player. me for like I he can't blame me for something that that I was not there to be blamed for. So hmm. that, Well he that, said he no, talked to you. Here. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that solves nothing, so welcome to Saturday Suckage. Um, yeah, as far, as, far I, as I'm concerned, think, until further notice, you're guilty. Yeah. Well, that's fair. I think that on this on this show, you're guilty until proven innocent. So I think that's entirely right. fair. Right. And, no, and you're guilt, look, you're guilty times. even after proven innocent. We're yeah. just not yeah. going to change our minds. That's <laughs> all look, there is to it. If, 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 they, if, if I know like, I've gone into detail with this before about how I function with the phones, there are times when either you have a guest on or you guys have a really good conversation going that I don't feel it's an appropriate time for a phone call. So I might lock the phones up so the thing's not ringing off the hook the whole time when I'm in the studio trying to work. Hmm. Yada, yada, yada. All right, well, you, you earned some oh. points. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I think I know who this caller is. All right, that's our breaking now. caller alert. Uh, hello? Toby. How's it going, guys? Oh my! <laughs> oh, this, this is Toby. Talk to Adam. Yeah. Hey, Adam. You need to settle something. Toby, what, 
Mark, Mark didn't share the second email that I sent him, though. <laughs> and I did great. defend you. I didn't realize. See, and I didn't know if you guys realized that this man is a saint. You guys are dealing with a saint here, an actual canonized saint, according to Wikipedia. Oh, why yeah. Are we, what? what? <laughs> Why, and, and I why you has the he article, gained this beatification, Toby? You, you did, yes. There is another Adam Studzinski on Wikipedia who is a saint. And yes, you did. He sent me the entire Wikipedia. Well, I thought it was the same guy from the article. It seemed like it was the same guy. Only if Alice wrote it. Job. All right, hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me let me restore order, and then we're all going to stop talking at one time. Okay. Now listen. Now listen. Adam and Toby, I would like you two to just, first of all, I will set this up. Toby is mad. Adam, Toby, why are you mad at, forget the saint stuff, all right? Why are you mad at Adam? And then Adam, you respond, Steve, keep quiet. I'm going to keep quiet. Three, two, one, go. Well, because I had very important Bears thoughts, that was why I was mad, really. And uh, I also, you know, I, I had predicted some things, and now it's just never mind, you know. Because, of course, anybody can pre- predict it after it happens. Did you predict that? But that's okay. And I, show, I also emailed you about uh, predicting that, uh, that one win that they had. You did. That was very good. Adam, what is your response, though, to, to, the, to, to, to Toby basically saying that, that he was kept off the radio and the phones were blocked out? Okay. Well, Toby, I would never intentionally block you. And I'm sorry if I just forgot how your name shows up on the call screener. Does it show up as Toby? I can't remember. That's it does. Question. Like, I I'm not, can't remember it either. It does? Okay. So I would never intentionally block you out, Toby. Now, if you called yeah, I understand when I that. had the phones blocked, then that's on me. And I apologize for that. But there's sometimes we get callers that just feel like they're going to keep calling over and over and over and over, despite me putting them on hold. And... That's frustrating because That's then the annoying. phone's constantly ringing. Yeah. So then I might put the phones on block for a few minutes. That's, that's I all. got that's, you. you know, so I'm sorry if I missed you, man. I would never intentionally it's block you. It's Everyone all good. knows that. We're good. And, right. I, and I've done that job before. It's, it's hard. It's eh. I don't know about Kumbaya. hard. Kumbaya, <laughs> all right, so we got our group Kumbaya. We got our group all right, hugs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Not enough I'm conflict there, cup. but okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, I thought that's you were cool. gonna. I thought you had a really good uh, Springer moment there, a really good mo- Povich thing working, Mark. But I guess yeah. Just oh, we could, nice. you know. Yeah. This trash panda. I'm coming <laughs> for you, man. Yeah. This trash panda. Studs Turkle Okay. It's not my right. kid. <laughs> How's Alice, Trash Panda? We didn't get to discuss that with you. She she's good. I was actually just on the phone with her before I called you guys. So I I I was on the phone with her, and then I got home and I turned on. Or I was in my car, and I was using Bluetooth with my mom. Don't worry. And so after I got off the phone with her, I had you guys on, and I heard the end of the Toby emails and I said, Oh, I can't stand for this. And I called in. <laughs> so mom, mom's good. Alice is good. She just got a new car. Good. She's, she's excited yeah. about it. Okay. It's good. Nice. All right. We're glad that Alice is doing well and she's got her hands full taking care of shooters. So don't you become a problem. 
<laughs> okay. Right. I'll do my best. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week, Trash Panda. Bye, Thank everybody. You. Toby, Bye, thanks guys. for the call. Hey, Glad we could. Uh, we didn't this. get to talk bears, man. Oh, talk, tell us. You got bears thoughts? That was, you know, <laughs> I need them. That was the whole Right. Point. This is a Bears Tuesday on Saturday. Bears. What you got, Toby? What you got, oh, buddy? Man, and now this is so. I, I don't know if they're any good. Neither do the neither does the coach. Yeah. But he believes the offense sucks, and it's his offense. You know, I I I want you to look this word up. I believe uh, Nick Foles, as far as his performance goes, I believe he is cyclothymic. Look that up. That is what do, he is when it comes to you, the performance. How do you spell that? Uh, just like it sounds. C C Y C. Having me spell stuff. Com- common spelling. Cyclo. C Y C L O T H. More like semi-sonic. Bad. It's a bad band. It's a bad band. All right, Toby. We'll we'll definitely. Steve or Rick will definitely look that up. Um, and we'll, right. we'll get it, we'll get it back to you and we'll, we'll debate if that is, is good. But Toby, I'm so glad we got to hear your voice. I'm sorry that you've been abused by score producers oh, in the past, or at least that was the perception, but, uh, we've got you back and, uh, you're on our side. You just moved us up a full rating point. Thank you. Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Bears. Case. Cyclothymia. Bears. Is that what you Bears. said, Toby? Oh, uh, well, that's how his performance is. Yeah, right. I don't know um, if so it's mood-wise, mood you know, but it, the way the mood, you know. It's a mood disorder, not as severe as bipolar, but it's it's characterized by extremes, emotional highs and lows. Hmm. Okay. Right. Wow. Basically, you just get to act however you want, and it's today. justified. Right. It's heavy it duty, is. bro. <laughs> All in one game. All right. Okay. Well, thanks well, for sharing. I need to watch another game to figure this out, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Love you, Toby. Okay, if, if Trash Panda lets you on the air, we will. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I suppose. We'll, we we'll see Rick what was. happens. That, know that, you know, if it happens again, this that really is the end. You're going to see my, my Chicago side, my bad side come out. Okay. Well, you know, Adam Stasinski is a, is a danger to freedom of speech. He's, something I did not know been, about him. But yeah. but I noticed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Didn't know Thanks, that. Toby. Be well. There we go. Now we solved that. Or you can just call after 12, and Rick will put you on. He'll push the right button. He'll put you on, and, and it gives him more time to eat something, which is the yeah. goal at all times. Yeah, sure. All right, we'll take a break. And while we – earlier we mentioned Michael Jordan had retired, and that was after the Bulls' first three-peat. Where were something you, happened. by the way? I told you where I was. I was in where were Philadelphia. You? I was in Philadelphia covering the NL Championship Series between the Phillies and the Braves. How about that? Or as Kurt Schilling, back when he was less reprehensible and just a funny guy and a good pitcher, described it. The the Braves of you know Maddox and Glavin and mm-hmm. Smoltz and and against the Phillies of Schilling and and John Cruck and Pete Incabilia and certainly. Lenny Dykstra, he described it as uh, America's team against America's most wanted. <laughs> that's the way he <laughs> described that series. I love it. Anyways, yeah, so that's where I was writing that. And the Cubs were, I was I was at the Sun-Times and with Brian Hanley. And Brian Hanley was covering the Cubs. And we're both in, and all of a sudden, the Cubs fire 
Jim Lefevre on the same day that Michael Jordan's oh, retiring. Yeah. Something happened last night that Jordan, in the NBA Finals that not even Jordan did. We will discuss that after this. And we'll discuss the NBA Finals because Rick's here. Basketball camp is here. He's more than just another ketchup dripping face. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Lakers need a three to tie. Rondo looking for an opening. Rifles a pass to James. James gets off the three. It's over. The Heat take every punch and refuse to surrender. They'll be a game six. Jimmy Butler with another masterpiece. And the Miami Heat's dream of a title still very much alive. He didn't say bang. <laughs> yeah, well, that was, that's Jimmy Butler and all his Jimmy Butlerness. So, the NBA Finals are three games to two now. The Lakers, LeBron's Lakers could not wrap it up. I have no idea why he's getting criticized for passing out of a uh, quadruple team to a wide-open three-point shooter. That guy could have been Steve Kerr. That guy could have been John Paxson. Instead, it was Danny Green, and he missed, and Markeith Morris. I don't know. He was throwing. Oh, my. That was ugly. But but Jimmy Butler was the story again. Triple He double. went for 30, 35 points, 12 rebounds, and 11 assists. He played more than 47 minutes of the 48 of the game. He becomes the first player in NBA Finals history to go for at least 35, at least 10 rebounds, at least 10 assists, and at least five steals. There's only one other player to reach those numbers in the playoffs, period. That was Gary Payton in May of 2000 when he went for uh, 35, 10, 11, and 6. That's in the first round. This guy does it in the finals. And I ask, we have basketball camp here. We have Mark Grody here. Mark, do you think, do you, are you mad? Jimmy's not doing this here, that Jimmy's not here. Or do you think it could never have happened here, given the fact that the previous regime was just too dumb to figure it out? I'm not mad, actually. I don't think about that very much because what happened, I think, had to be done. That something had to be done in terms of rebuilding at that point in time. But Jimmy Butler wins. You know what I mean? Like, like he, he has left wreckage behind wherever he has been with the Bulls, obviously. Then that whole mess in Minnesota with Tom Thibodeau and then with Philadelphia. And now he's reached the pinnacle with Miami. The joke's on everybody else. Jimmy Butler wins and he's had his fair share of critics he's had his fair share of people who say he's not really an elite player he's not really a top and he might not be but guess what jokes on everybody else jimmy butler wins rick camp of basketball camp a um, nba watcher of long time and of great credibility what do you think yeah I, i don't think about it from the bulls perspective much with jimmy anymore just because of how far removed we are from it at this yeah. point. And, you know, the, you also have to take into account the fact that he would have been on a Supermax if he had stayed, so that also limits how you can build around him. And just that Miami thing is so different. Like, the term heat culture is getting thrown around a lot, and it deserves to be thrown around a decent amount, but it's just hard to find a more perfect fit personality for organizational philosophy 
than Jimmy Butler in Miami. I mean, it was, you know, maybe the Bulls paid Dwayne Wade 20 plus million dollars to recruit Jimmy to Miami for a couple years in advance. That's possible. But the thing is, I just don't think this would have ever happened in Chicago. At best, you're probably maxing out as a mid seed that gets a second round exit more often than not. And you're kind of back to the higher end of where you were before, which is the more respectable part of the blob. And, you know, I don't know. I I guess I just don't think about the Bulls aspect of it as much because I'm just enjoying the fact that there's basketball. The whole bubble scenario has made for a higher quality level of basketball, and it's just been fun to watch. But here's what here's my frustration and here's where I try to connect dots and point fingers is when the three amigos are there, he brought up Wade and there was Rondo and they go into Boston, they win the first two games and it's Rondo directing this Rondo directing that. And they're playing a wonderful brand of basketball and they're shocking the home team and Rondo gets hurt. Okay. Rondo gets hurt. He was central to those two victories, but it's postseason time. It's playoff time. Jimmy's talking. Jimmy's got a big mouth. Back it up. And the Bulls still haven't won another game in that series. That was his chance. It never happened. And then you watch what's going on in Miami. I mean, it didn't happen in Minnesota. It didn't happen in Philadelphia. And then you, of course, it didn't happen in Philadelphia because Kawhi Leonard was was superhuman on on a particular shot in that series. But you go to Miami and you go, wait. Eric Spolster's really that good. Pat Riley's really that good. Then it makes me, in a grander scheme, a macro scheme, what do you guys think? Don't you get angrier about the Bulls, or is the fact that you, they've changed they changed that channel, are you okay with it now? Would you be mad if it was still guard packs? What, like if they were still there like right now as we speak? Yeah, and Jimmy's well, doing yeah. this. Oh, would that change the the scenario? No, honestly, like I I agree with Rick that it's just, it's been too long and something something needed to change with the even with Jimmy Butler there something still needed to change with organizationally and with the I, the direction of the organization in terms of personnel. And while I respected what Jimmy Butler did, he, he even though he was as good as he was, he didn't feel like an untouchable guy, and I still don't look at him as, you know, elite in terms of, like, the guy who you just can't do without and who you are just automatically going to win with because that wasn't necessarily happening. So my, my first blush reaction when you say that is, no, I don't, I don't feel that, that pain, that anger of, God, I wish we still had Jimmy Butler. I don't, I don't feel that. And I think it's just what Miami does is so different because when Rondo went out in that series – and it's Jimmy Butler trying to orchestrate everything. For one thing, Jimmy Butler's proven that he kind of adds stuff. He's good at adding stuff to his game over every offseason. So maybe he hadn't added some of that playmaking or certain elements of what he's been able to do in this series. But also, in Miami, everybody moves off the ball. Even if it's clearly going to be a Jimmy Butler ISO possession, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero are moving off the ball. Bam Adebayo is setting screens and cutting through the lane. Just what they do, the fact that there's multiple actions to everything. It's not like what happened with the Bulls or, you know, even other teams where 
Jimmy Butler can be good. He doesn't have to be the elite, elite, elite ISO guy because there's always other stuff going on around him in Miami with the level of shooters that they have. And in Chicago, they just didn't have that at that point. I think it's really just truly a testament to Eric Spolstra, what he's able to do, and that organization after kind of going a little wayward after the big three broke up uh, of figuring out who they were again and recommitting to it and having to rebuild to a point without having a pick higher than what, like 12th or 13th. Yeah. And in terms of his development, Steve, Jimmy Butler is to the NBA and to the bulls, what Tim Anderson is to the white Sox, as in they've made these kind of surprising jumps every single year of their careers. Nobody thought Jimmy Butler was going to be a star. I think people thought he was going to be good, but he got better at something every year to the point where he is a star. I'm not saying, I'm not putting super necessarily before star, but he's a star in the NBA. Same thing that Tim Anderson has done. He's surprised people when they doubted him and he's added legitimate star to his name, just like Tim Anderson. Okay. All right. Well, I just think that's a difference in... And I also go back to if this is what I, if you you look at what Eric Spolster can do, what Pat Riley can do, as Rick mentioned, the heat culture and how it's resilient and resourceful. And does it make you, and I keep going back to LeBron's first free agency dalliance and go, wow, they had it over them then. This is what makes that organization so good and so smart so much changed when i guess pat riley walked into the room and 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 that's what that's the way things went and so much in the nba history so much in the bulls history changed so i know we need to take a break but it seems fitting when we come back there's it's it would be typical of today that a new food item a food item that is new to me i should say uh, across my Twitter feed, and I desperately want to get Rick Camp's thoughts on it and Mark Grody's thoughts on it because I can't believe such a thing exists. Maybe you guys won't either, but we need to discuss this as a perfect, a perfect coda to the way this show is gone. By the okay. way, a, uh, I'd also like to do right before the break here a quick yep. shout out to all of my. Illinois State, Bloomington, normal people, because when I mentioned that I was at Rockies, which no longer exists during Jordan's retirement, first retirement, that's where I was, and the ISU people and the WZND people have come in strong. So shout out to Redbird Nation, if there is a Redbird Nation. You just made it. You are okay. the, you are you are their leader. We all welcome we we all welcome our new Redbird leader overlord. I accept that designation. Thank you. Go ISU. You, should, you shall do well. All right. This is a Steve Rosenblum, Mark Brody, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, The Score. All right, we're going to have to do this real quick before we get out of here. I follow Marcus Lashock on Twitter. On uh, He's a WGN feature reporter, and he does early morning news and trending stuff. He's a roller coaster guy. He retweeted this. And it was a picture of ranch dressing soda. Out. Yeah, out. You said ranch ranch dressing, I'm out. (laughs) 
<laughs> any ranch dressing it doesn't have to be correct carbonated oh you just okay. don't like ranch yeah i just don't that that combo sounds awful okay i never wanted to go. i love ranch dressing i will not go near anything like this and there's a bigger story out there rick if you're sentenced again to be with us next week there's a bigger story out there about what's where this ranch dressing soda goes that I do think we need some expert analysis of, and you're just- Do you like cream do soda, Steve? You ever had cream no, soda? No, do not like it. What Yuck. a weird, no. it's a weird thing. Yeah, cream soda's is. great. Okay, really? Well, this we got we a lot to talk about next week. To be continued. Um, thank Rick Camp, thank Trash Panda, thank everyone who listened, the two people who called who were part of the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. That's it.